0: And the Oscar goes to... Gentlemen, my only object in being here is to try and get at the truth. Where shall I go? What shall I do? He's looking at you, kid. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. could have been a contender. Fasten your s I could have been somebody. They can only kill me with a golden bullet. What have I done? Call me Mr. Tibbs. I'm gonna make him an offer. kid. All real, Harry. lucky is... Yeah. is love. Too. Too weak a word. Stay I back. I, you love you love I loathe you. I loathe you. Love not you. I love you. I are you I did as instructed. Don't laugh! If there's something wrong, it's wrong with the instructions. This ain't reality TV. Let's smack it Validator, remember that you told me it's time, Robbie. Welcome to the next best picture podcast. Moonlight, best picture. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 67 of the next best picture podcast. I am your host, Matt Neglia, and today something historic is happening, something that has never been attempted on the next best picture podcast. Due to unforeseen circumstances, I am actually conducting this episode entirely by myself and boy oh boy, what an episode to do it for. So much stuff happened this week. From trailers for Avengers, Infinity War, Dropping Online, to the Gotham Awards, National Board of Review, Satellite Awards nominations, New York Film Critics Circle, Los Angeles Film Critics, we have some polls to talk about. I got some fan questions I want to answer as well. There is so much to talk about this week. And the I think the best way for me to kind of break it all down for everybody is going to just be to just tackle everything one at a time. So the first thing I'll start off with is the 2017 IFP Gotham Award winners. Uh, New York-based awards group for independent filmmaking handed out their awards the other night on the, uh, uh, I don't remember what night it was actually now at this point. But in any event though, uh, the winners, uh, best screenplay went to Get Out. Breakthrough Series Short Form went to Strange Eyes of Dr. Mize. Breakthrough Actor, Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Gotham Independent Film Audience Award went to Get Out. Uh, The Bingham Ray Breakthrough Director Award went to Jordan Peele for Get Out. I mean, like, at this point in the evening, it was like, Jesus, Get Out's winning, like, everything. This is nuts. Breakthrough Series Long Form, Atlanta. Best Actress Saoirse Ronan wins for Lady Bird. Best Actor goes to James Franco for The Disaster Artist. He did not accept it in full Tommy Weiss, so get up with the voice and everything, which was something that I was kind of hoping for, to tell you the truth. But he did say a line from the movie at the end when he was like, this is my movie, this is my life. You know, that was pretty funny. Uh, Best Documentary, Strong Island. And then Best Feature went to Call Me By Your Name. So, First awards group of the season, Uh, they get their winners out there pretty early. Uh, Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, obviously, the big takeaways here. And then Get Out, of course, you know, winning Breakthrough Director, Screenplay, and the Audience Awards. So they had a very good night. Then, of course, Lady Bird winning for Saoirse Ronan and Best Actress. I'll tell you right now, uh, she is really at this point, you know, earlier on I was saying how I thought Margot Robbie was going to win the Golden Globe for comedy, musical, I'm starting to think Saoirse Ronan's going to do it. And I think Lady Bird has enough momentum now where it could even pull off, uh, potentially, the Golden Globe win as well. And why stop there? Greta Gerwig could get in for Best Director, possibly at the Oscars. I mean, that could very well happen. I saw the film for a second time. I'm starting to believe that it could get in for editing, too. This film is striking a chord with so many people, and it's probably gonna do very 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 well on the preferential ballot to the point where quite honestly I see a scenario where it wins best picture I I see a world where Metcalf, Saoirse Ronan the screenplay and the film you know they're all potential winners at this point so I would not write off Lady Bird at all. Um, you know, it's interesting and funny because uh, Brian Perry was talking to me on uh, Twitter. And, uh, you know, he says to me, uh, try to talk me down off of the late Lady Bird is going to win best picture at the Oscars ledge. And then, you know, <laughs> I'm like, why, why Why? would I try to talk you down? It's still too early at this point to know really anything of what's going to go on. You know, there's so many front runners that are trying to vie for uh, the win at this point. And it's still early goings, you know, and I mean, that kind of kickstarted with the National Board of Review, who really, truly proved to us that uh, we really don't know anything this early and that everything is up for grabs right now. They listed um, their top five foreign language films, top five documentaries, top films of the year and top 10 independent films of the year. Their top 10 independent films were Beatrice at Dinner, Brigsby Bear, yes! I love that movie. I urge everybody to watch that movie and seek it out. A Ghost Story, that's another one that's like a miracle movie. It's so freaking good. Lady Macbeth, Logan Lucky, Loving Vincent, Menashe, Norman, Patty Cakes, and Wind River. Uh, Documentaries were Abacus, Small Enough to Jail, Brimstone and Glory, Eric Clapton, Life in Twelve Bars, Faces, Places, Hell on Earth, The Fall of Syria, and The Rise of Isis top five foreign films a fantastic woman france loveless summer 1993 the square and top 10 films of the year baby driver call me by your name the disaster artist downsizing dunkirk the florida project get out ladybird logan and phantom the red and now going in order of all the other awards that they uh, announced here You had the Freedom of Expression Award, which went to Angelina Jolie for First They Killed My Father and John Ridley for Let It Fall, Los Angeles, 1982-1992. to The Spotlight Award goes to Patty Jenkins and Gail Cadeau for Wonder Woman, which was awesome. It's great to, you know, no pun intended, shine a spotlight on uh, what those two women were able to do this year and really just create a great success story out of Wonder Woman. Uh, Best Ensemble went to Get Out. Uh, That was Pretty interesting considering all of the ensembles this year, but uh, definitely uh, an inspired choice for one. Uh, documentary goes to Jane. Foreign Language Film went to Foxtrot. Directorial Debut went to Jordan Peele for Get Out. I, I mean, like, he's going to clearly sweep all of these this year, right? Breakthrough Performance, Timothee Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Another one that's probably going to sweep all of these awards this year. Uh, best Animated Feature went to Coco. Adapted Screenplay went to The Disaster Artist. Best Original Screenplay. I haven't seen this film yet. Went to Phantom Thread. And let me tell you something. I'm very, very intrigued now uh, to see it after it won uh, this. And I believe it also won uh, later on in the week. It also won at the New York Film Critics as well. So that bodes very, very well um, for my expectations for that film. Best Supporting Actress, Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird. Awesome. Best Supporting Actor, William Dafoe in The Florida Project awesome i'm glad that he's getting recognition and that this could be the film that could bring him to the podium finally because that guy's had a tremendous career and if this is his time and it also is a way to reward the florida project hey you know what i'm all for it personally i believe in my opinion sam rockwell gave a better performance in three billboards but if it goes to either one of those guys it doesn't matter for me I'll, i'll be totally okay with it best actress meryl streep in the post huh okay So now, here's the thing, I've been hearing from so many people that have seen the post that this is like Meryl Streep's best performance in years, years, you know, and it's like, well, what was she doing in the meantime, in between then, I mean, she won an Oscar for the Iron Lady, and she also, you know, has given other performances since then that have been nominated, everybody is saying that this is something else, and that Meryl's really bringing it, and that she is potentially heading for Oscar number four with this one, so, I'm not so sure what to make of it just yet, because the competition in Best Actress is pretty fierce right now, as I'll get into a little bit later. Best Actor went to Tom Hanks for The Post, which, you know, uh, based upon people that I've talked to, um, they say he's good, they, they don't say he's great, and it's not like a Tom Hanks Best, so I guess they just really like The Post, I suppose. And Best Director went to Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, whoa. That is awesome, and like I was saying before, if she, you know, is heading towards Best Director nomination for that film, then this is this is great ammunition to help the cause for her to get there, I would say. when Best Film goes to The Post, a film that majority of us have not seen yet, myself included. Um, I will be seeing it pretty soon, though, um, so hopefully I'll have a little bit of context there for how that all kind of came together. Uh, the next thing up on the list here was the uh, Satellite Award nominations were revealed. Um, you know, I, I know, I know, I get it. Not too many people are really, really too big into this. But it was nice to see Dunkirk, Shape of Water, Three Billboards uh, show up. Mudbound showed up a little bit more too. Um, and, and the reason why this was nice is just because they didn't really show up too, too much uh, throughout New York and and Los Angeles this week. You know, I mean... Jake Gyllenhaal, nominated for Best Actor for Stronger. Nobody has mentioned Jake Gyllenhaal yet. Same thing with Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. Uh, Two really fantastic uh, performances this year. Then Margot Robbie for I, Diane Kruger in The Fade. Which, by the way, I saw that film this week. And In The Fade is a grueling, grueling, agonizing experience. I, I, oh my god, that film just sucked the ever-living life out of me. Um... I don't believe there's any like clear good moral to that story whatsoever and some people might disagree with me on that but I mean Diane Kruger really gives it her all she makes the film worth it and if I could equate it to anything it's like being brought on a journey through the seventh layer of hell with Diane Kruger as your guide so take that for what you will I suppose uh what else do they have here I mean they have a lot of nominees for every single category at a minimum, at least, you know, six nominees, it looks like for almost every single one of them. So, you know, think, you know, it's interesting to look at texts. Text texts are where um my eye usually goes right over to. But then you have like some really, really odd and bizarre exclusions that like, I just don't understand. And then some weird inclusions as a result. You know, of course, you're going to have things like, I don't know uh what was like one of the big ones here again i'm trying to remember now actually uh i mean like they had baby driver in film editing which is really really great um they have darkest hour in film editing which is interesting and i mean get out in production design that's really neat you know so i mean there's some some inspiring choices here um costume design for dunkirk i'm not like understanding that but okay <laughs> you know um either way uh, let's not put too much stock in the satellite award nominations let's let's move on to the next thing and that was a new york film critic circle uh they determined their winners this week as well and going in uh, order here best first feature film went to get out no surprise there best documentary faces places no surprise there once again uh best foreign language film bpm beats per minute i am kicking myself for not seeing that at nyff this year and now i'm like dying to see it because i hear it's amazing uh so i'll definitely be trying to catch that one pretty soon best animated film went to coco no surprise there that film is going to just sweep through the season it's literally got no competition i would say this was a surprise best cinematography rachel morrison from mudbound you know i thought about this at first you know, you think here you got Shape of Water, Dunkirk, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, hell, even Wonderstruck, Wonder Wheel. You know, I would probably pick over this, but I like this pick because. I, I just like I, I like keeping Mudbound in the conversation. It's not even like in my top 20 of the year, but I admire that film so much and I admire uh, what D. Reese did with it. And I do think that there is I mean, I'll tell you, if, if that film was simply the second half of that movie uh, getting nominated for all of these awards, I'd want to give it every single award. Uh, as is, it's got that first half, the first half that I'm not a big fan of. And thus, the film is a mixed bag for me. But you know what, uh, if it means that Rachel Morrison uh, is the first female cinematographer that gets nominated for an Oscar, then pff, I'm all for it. So let's let's keep pushing it. Let's make it happen. I'd say uh, best screenplay, Paul Thomas Anderson, Phantom Thread, as I said before, uh, I, I like I said, I, I got to see this one best supporting actress, Tiffany Haddish for Girls Trip. OK, so a lot of people made a lot of noise about this online. So many people were like, what? Like, you're going to pick that over Allison Janney, Laurie Metcalf, etc., etc., etc. And my thing is this. We're always complaining every single year about how the Academy is always nominating the same type of films. It's always the same movies that are up for awards consideration, yada, yada, yada. And we want to see them expand. We want to see them diversify, etc., etc., etc. And... Here, the New York Film Critics Circle are putting forward a contender saying, hey, you know what? Give this person a second look. Let, let's try to make this person a part of the conversation if you're not taking it that seriously. And people then put up their hands and they go, oh, I wanted you guys to do something wild, but I didn't want you to do that. Come on seriously, come on, you know, I've seen comedic performances get uh, wins from the New York Film Critics Circle before, Uh, you know, Eugene Levy, uh, Cameron Diaz, you know, they've gone there before, so I don't understand why this is, like, such a shocker for anyone, Um, and then she said she's great in the movie, she's fine in the movie, and people making, like, the comparison to Melissa McCarthy and Bridesmaids, uh, Marissa Tomei, My Cousin Vinny, like, this is not unheard of for a comedic performance to get this kind of attention. And if you don't think that it deserves this level of attention, um, I'd I, I ask to keep a more open mind on the matter, only because I think we're entering into a new age where, we should not be pigeon-holding uh, awards films anymore, and we should really be expanding and looking outward. If this means that Andy Serkis can start getting consideration for his performances, or if this means that um, maybe a Star Wars film can become a Best Picture nominee again, you know, look at last year. Deadpool showed up at all of the guilds. It showed up at PGA. It showed up at WGA. It showed up in uh, Best uh, First Feature uh, to DGA, you know. It, it didn't get a single Oscar nomination, but, you know, it, it kind of is sending a signal to everybody. You know, Mad Max Fury Road was that film that everybody thought, like, ah, that's a great summer movie. Awesome action film. Like, one of the best I've ever seen. I, I don't think Oscars are going to touch that outside of text. Best Picture, Best Director nominations. Boom. You know, so, I mean, I think we're getting to, the, like, that tipping point now where... The Academy is slowly, every single year, showing us that they are willing to actually put in the best performances, the best text, the best pictures, etc., 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 that we need to i I think we need to you know take the blinders off a little bit and i think we need to look at all potential possibilities regardless of genre regardless of demographic that it's targeted at and i think that's good for the industry i think that's good for keeping everything as open as possible because quite frankly i get tired sometimes when i'm making my predictions and i get everything correct i want to be surprised don't don't you want to be surprised by the inclusions or and exclusions etc I mean that's what keeps it fun in the end. So good for Tiffany Haddish. Good for Girls Trip. Good for everybody that was a fan of this. When this is this is awesome. Best Supporting Actor: Willem Dafoe in the Florida Project. You know I know everybody was you know you know going on and on about how he missed out at Indie Spirits, but he got the NBR. He gets the New York Film Critics Circle Award. Later on, he gets Los Angeles. He gets the trifecta, people. I'm starting to think that as much as we all thought Sam Rockwell was going to contend, I think Willem Dafoe is Mahershala Ali this year. And I think he's winning almost everything. Ah, Still too early to tell for sure, mind you. But this is a pretty strong indicator that that's where we are heading. Uh, best Actress goes to Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird. She had a great week. I'm very, very happy for her. She, I think she's phenomenal in the film. and I think it's her best performance yet. Best actor, Timothy Chalamet and call me by your name, kid is freaking awesome. I mean, I'll be I'll be honest. I didn't think there was much to the performance until those final credits, but those final credits really blew me away to the point where I I, I have no complaints against this win whatsoever. Is he my personal winner? No but I think that he is truly deserving and I wouldn't, and I, but here's everything too. I I want to manage everyone's expectations. I don't think a 21, 22, however old he is kid is going to win best actor at the Oscars, no matter how many critics awards he ends up winning. I just don't see it happening. And, you know, I, I just got off this whole soapbox before about talking about diversity and change and so on and so forth. This is one of the things, though, that I just, <laughs> like, for the life of me, I as I can't see it happening. Nomination? Sure. Win? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of other factors involved here. So, regardless of whether you think he gave the best performance of the year or not, I mean, Adrian Brody is still our youngest Best Actor winner, and he was in his late 20s. So... Take that for what you will. If you think Chalamet is going to break the record, good for you. We just saw the youngest Best Director winner in history win last year. So I guess anything is up for grabs at this point. Best Director, Sean Baker for The Florida Project. I mean, one only needs to look at the visuals of that film, the way it's edited, his work with the kids. I mean, the ending to that movie, my God, the final 10 minutes are just incredible, incredible. So I'm not surprised that the critics are going pretty strong for him overall does not surprise me in the least bit and best film goes to lady bird because as i said before <laughs> who doesn't who doesn't like that movie that movie is just it's it's practically impossible to hate lady bird los angeles film critics just finished up earlier today best cinematography winner was uh, shape of water runner-up was blade runner 2049 i was pretty shocked by this I think Shape of Water has excellent cinematography, the digital photography in that movie is really, really great, it'll for sure be nominated for the Oscar, but Blade Runner 2049, I still think it's the best cinematography of the year, I think it's best cinematography I've seen, and definitely better than anything I saw last year, uh, probably the year before that too, I mean, because... The way that Deacons manipulates light in that movie, uh, the way that he's able to utilize the production design, I, I mean, the use of colors, that, that film is the full package right there. It truly is. Best score went to Phantom Thread. I'm dying to hear Johnny Greenwood's score. I've heard that he's topped himself with this uh, Paul Thomas Anderson collaboration, so that alone's got me pretty, pretty excited. Runner-up was Shape of Water. Um, that is currently my Oscar prediction until I guess I see Phantom Thread at this point. Best supporting actor, as I said before, Willem Dafoe, one for the Florida Project. Sam Rockwell was the runner-up for Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And Three Billboards did not have the best uh, week. You know, didn't show up anywhere at New York Film Critics, didn't show up with the National Board of Review, did not get a single win here at Los Angeles, and only got runner-ups, so I'm um, hoping it can find a way to bounce back, but also, too, film's playing a little bit wider now, audiences are starting to see it, I'm not quite sure if they're getting it as much, I mean, it's good that audiences are getting out and they're seeing it, you know, it's doing okay at the box office right now, it's like neck and neck with Ladybird pretty much every single week, which is good to see, but I'm afraid that the message is not resonating with everybody with that film. And, yeah, whatever. I mean, is there a way it could bounce back later? Sure. I But I think that it needed stronger box office and it needed to connect more with people uh, to solidify these wins. As it is, I think all the wins that I might have projected for it uh, even a month ago, you know, I was thinking it could win Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, Best Screenplay. Um, I think all of those are in jeopardy now, so... Uh, best production design, Blade Runner 2049, Shape of Water. Once again, I would have flip-flopped it. I think Shape of Water has the best production design I've probably seen this year. Uh, but uh, this is still pretty awesome either way. I mean, you know, with this and cinematography, you know, the two films there, I, you could flip them either way and it would it would be totally fine. Best editing goes to Dunkirk. No surprise there. Uh, runner-up was Itania, uh, which I am seeing this week finally. So I'll be able to finally have some context on that one. Best Supporting Actress, Lori Metcalf for Lady Bird. You know, it's interesting. We all talked about Allison Janney, like, for weeks leading up to these awards, thinking that she was going to win somewhere, something, anything. She hasn't won anything yet. And it's been all Laurie Metcalf except for that Tiffany Haddish win so far. Um, I'm starting to think that, if anything, maybe Lori Metcalf is the Patricia Arquette uh, of this year maybe she is the uh way that they reward ladybird in the end uh it remains to be seen you know like i was saying before Lady Bird could go all the way to best picture probably on that preferential ballot runner-up was mary j blige from mudbound best documentary film faces places runner-up jane best screenplay mind you they also combine adapted an original here so A lot of competition to go around there. Uh, Get Out wins uh, for best screenplay. Runner-up was three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. You know, I saw this really great video this week on Get Out, and it was Jordan Peele, talking about um, all the fan theories and you know uh, clarifying or uh, totally uh, discrediting any uh, fan theories that were presented on the internet about the film and it kind of made me appreciate the film's screenplay on a whole new level and it actually made me want to go back and re-watch Get Out I think I might actually do that when I'm done recording this actually uh, best animated film the breadwinner uh, runner-up was Coco I predicted that I'm very very proud to say that I predicted that <laughs> Best foreign language film was a tie. And when they do ties, they don't do a runner up Uh, beats per minute and loveless best actor. Timothy Chalamet for call me by your name runner up was James Franco for the disaster artist and best actress runner up Frances McDormand, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, the winner, Sally Hawkins for the shape of water. You know, best actress is such a bloodbath this year. Uh, God, Margot Robbie in the loud, obnoxious—you know, you you love to hate her and you hate to love her—role. Frances McDormand in this force of nature, uh, angry type of role that really, really gets the crowd on her side. Sally Hawkins playing a mute—you know, that's that's Oscar bait right there. Meryl Streep. It doesn't matter what she's doing she's Meryl Streep and then Saoirse Ronan given uh quite possibly the best performance of her career in uh, a surefire best picture contender and a film that everybody loves guys wh- what are we to make of this category with best actress right now I mean Sir Ronan's got the Gotham and she's got Uh, New York Film Critic Sally Hawkins has Los Angeles, and Meryl Streep's got National Board of Review. I don't think a frontrunner is going to emerge until we get to industry awards, and even then, I expect it's going to be split. Something tells me that even on Oscar night, we're not going to know who to pick for this. I I just have a very, very uh, big feeling that this is not going to come to a consensus throughout the whole season. Best Director was another tie. Luca Guadagnino for call me by your name and Guillermo del Toro for the shape of water. A really, really good day for shape of water. I have to say with a win for best actress for Sally Hawkins, best cinematography win. And of course, runner runner up uh, positions in score uh, production design. And then of course, um, didn't, Oh no, it didn't get the uh, runner up actually in best picture. Surprisingly, the runner up for best picture was actually the Florida project. And Call Me By Your Name ended up winning Best Picture with Los Angeles. So a good week for Call Me By Your Name as well with all the wins for Timothy Chalamet. It too now has won Gotham and Los Angeles. So just to keep a uh, score at home, uh, Lady Bird's won New York Film Critics Circle. The Post has won the National Board of Review. We do have a running tally of this on the blog page over at nextbestpicture.com that you definitely can check out when you have a chance. Uh, so right now, what I want to do, because I'm sure you're tired of hearing my voice right now, and I'm sure you need a little bit of a break, we're going to watch our first trailer right now. We're going to give our thoughts on that, or my thoughts on that, rather. Uh, this trailer is for Mary Magdalene, which will be released March 23rd, 2018, and it stars Rooney Mara, Joaquin Phoenix, and Chiwetel 4. It is directed by Garth Davis, who uh, directed last year uh, the Best Picture nominee, Lion. So let's take a look at this one. Mary, you brought shame on our family. If there's something unnatural inside like you. Your family says you grapple with the demon. If there's a demon in me, it's always been them. There are no demons here. Mary have Magdala. She will do God's will. Why shouldn't she follow me? People will judge us. Are we so different from men? You must teach us different things. (laughs) Sometimes it's as if I'm not here at all. Is that what it feels like to be one with God? No one has ever asked me how it feels. The women are too afraid to be baptized with the men. Go to them. Be my hands. It's not right that he has raised you up to lead us. You love my son, don't you? You must prepare yourself like me. For what? To lose him. God's kingdom is not to be bought and sold! We need to take him away from here. Whatever happens now, it's what God has asked of him. Mary, you are my witness. I'll be with you to the end. Never speak again in his name. The world will only change as we change. I will not be silent. will be heard okay so this film is a was a weinstein film of course now the weinstein logo has been removed from it and he has obviously no uh ties to the movie now in its release but i mean listen you're gonna make a movie about jesus you're you know you're already asking for a little bit of controversy there got rooney mara playing mary magdalene uh in joaquin phoenix you know two two white people uh once again in these roles um Cinematography did not look that amazing. I just, nothing really about this stood out to me, but I will see it for the simple fact that it's Rooney Mara and Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, they're both two tremendous actors. Garth Davis definitely built up some goodwill with Lion last year, so I mean, there's reasons to want to check this one out. Uh, the March release, though, definitely doesn't help me in terms of my confidence, though. Uh, usually that seems like it's traditionally like a dumping ground for this type of movie during that season, so. Uh, It's really funny though, this dropped uh, at at exactly the same time that another trailer dropped uh, later on in the day and uh, the internet was definitely uh, going pretty nuts about that. So um, I'll definitely be talking about that one in a little bit here, but right now I want to take a minute to answer some fan questions. Uh, So let's see what we got going on there. Okay, so the first one up here, uh, Josh Parham, in all seriousness, What do you see are the circumstances that could prevent Gary Oldman from winning Best Actor, and who do you see uh, possibly taking it from him? Well, circumstances preventing Gary Oldman from winning Best Actor, Josh, are quite simple. If the guy opens his mouth, and he says the wrong thing, and he's not remorseful about it, and it it is what it is, you know, I mean, his, his politics and his viewpoints are all out there for the world to see. If he makes a mistake on the campaign trail, uh, that could hurt him. That's and that's it. That's all that really needs to happen. You know, we're living in such like a witch hunt, lynch mob uh, mentality right now. The society is just absolutely crazy with, you know, coming after everybody for all these accusations, and you know, it's black and white, and there is no gray anymore with anything. So, the minute Gary Oldman slips up, they they're not gonna let him, you know, off the hook. And I think that'll be all it will take at that point. Who could take it from him? Well, everyone's gonna say Timothy Chalamet, but if Phantom Thread's really that good, Daniel Day Lewis, I'm telling you, if this is really truly his retirement, I mean, yeah, I I could see it. I could see it happening. You know why not? He's he's like Meryl Streep. You know, pretty much re- re- you know referred to as the greatest living actor today. So why not? you know why not uh this one comes from Ku Fan 92 if you could take any Oscar winning actor or actress have them win an Oscar for a performance of theirs that wasn't nominated instead of the one they won for which would it be hmm okay all right I think I got this so actor actress who won but have uh give give the win over to a performance of their that was not even nominated okay all right this one's easy (laughs) um so i i think that probably the most insane terrible god-awful snub of the last couple of years is tom hanks for captain phillips and I think I would probably give him uh, the Oscar of that year. And if I had to take it away for Forrest Gump or Philadelphia, I mean, I, I flip a coin, right? Uh, I don't really care which performance of those I would take it from uh, for, uh, but I would give him a win for Captain Phillips, I would say. Those, those, final, uh, that, those final minutes there are some of the best acting I've seen from anyone ever my entire life. I mean, he was just incredible in that. Uh, this one comes from a fangirl life. Uh, what is a movie that is underrated like The Spectacular Now that came out this year that you wish got more recognition? Um, I kind of said it before Brixby be Bear. Uh, Brixby be Bear is like this really, really tremendous uh, little independent film that is just all about creativity and uh, art and celebrating, uh, the power of filmmaking, and it's just, it really, really melted my heart in the best possible way, it really put a big, big smile on my face, and I love that film, Josh Blumenkrantz, do you think Defoe will win over Rockwell now for supporting? Uh <laughs> oh, man, um, yeah, I I think Rockwell needed to win at least one of these two. And I knew Defoe was going to win at least probably one. I, I figured he was going to win National Board of Review. But I thought Rockwell had Los Angeles at least. Um, the fact that he couldn't win a single one of them now kind of shakes my confidence. Because I kind of always expected that Defoe was going to win SAG. And that Rockwell would have to win like you know Bfca and uh, maybe something else. You know, so along the way, uh, I mean, at this point, uh, you know, Independent Spirit Award the night before as the Constellation Prize. Yeah, that that could probably do it. Uh, okay, Ryan McQuaid, who is your dream host for the Oscars? Mine would be Justin Timberlake. Also in honor of Phantom Thread, what is your favorite Paul Thomas Anderson film? And then what bad movie of the last five years could be the next room? So, Ryan, I have not seen a bad movie over the last five years that could be the next room. I've just seen bad movies in general. But I haven't seen bad movies that were so bad that I had a great time watching them. So I can't answer that one. Favorite Paul Thomas Anderson film from me? Oh, God. Um, I mean, there will be blood is a masterpiece. Uh, but my subjectively favorite film of Paul Thomas Anderson is probably the master uh, maybe Magnolia No, I, I you know I'll say the master uh, that was my number one film that year that it came out uh, that film really really blew me away I thought that that screenplay was just so smart so many great ideas uh, contained within it the performances by Joaquin Phoenix and the late Philip Seymour Hoffman are just absolutely impeccable photography in that movie is also really great johnny greenwood score yeah i i really really love the master and then dream host for the oscars um you know you kind of stole my pick there with justin timberlake but to be all honest with you i would love to see hugh jackman come back i think the hugh jackman uh hosting uh, job that he did in 2008 uh ranks is probably one of my favorite that i've ever seen in my lifetime and i i would just i would just love to have him come back Uh, that would be that would be a blast Traditionally, how strong of an indicator for the Oscars are the LAFCA awards? What pre oscars show is the best predictor? Spoilers underscore pod. Uh, yeah, so Los Angeles is not really the best predictor. Um, none of these really are. Uh, generally speaking, you have to take them all collectively together and try to figure out a consensus. And even then, you could have a scenario where Isabelle Huppert and Natalie Portman have the most uh, best actress wins but because Emma Stone ends up winning the industry awards like BAFTA and she also won um, Golden Globe and she wins of course SAG uh, you know just a tidal wave uh, starts to build as a result and once the industry awards are handed out it's like all the critics awards mean nothing at that point. So the critics' awards can only tell us one thing and one thing only. Is there a general consensus? You know, if you start seeing something that's a steamroller and is really plowing through everything and taking all the awards, like Christoph Walton, and Glorious Bastards, Monique and Precious sort of year, then you can kind of then go, oh, okay, I think that that person's going to win the Oscar. But otherwise, I mean, we've seen, you know, years where somebody won a lot of precursor awards and did not go on to win uh, the Oscar. You know, I just named last year as an example. So it's tough to say. It's really, really tough to say. But um, I, I would say no, I would not say that that, that they are the best predictor. Um, which precursor Oscar show is the best predictor? <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. Uh, Critics choice awards, actually, for all the shit that I give them all the time, um, they might actually be the best predictor because, uh, you know, and that's kind of the joke, right? They actually set out to predict the Oscars. So, yeah, let, let's go with them for now. And, of course, you can't discount SAG. SAG is SAG is huge. Uh, Critics' Choice nominations are this week. You know, good segue. What are your strain, strangest picks for their categories? Tiffany Haddish or Lois Smith in supporting? Is Darkest Hour even going to be nominated there? Okay, so this is from Cat29, and here's what I have to say about this. You know, when it comes to Critics' Choice Awards, skew close to what you think the Oscars are going to do. You'll probably end up doing pretty well. You're not going to get an out-of-left-field nomination like a Lois Smith, unfortunately. I, You know, that's something that's just reserved for, like, Independent Spirit Awards, but you don't typically see that happen at the uh, Critics' Choice Awards. Now, you know, you might see something like that happen at SAG. You know James McAvoy could show up at SAG for Split, but I don't see that happening at Critics Choice Awards. So that's that's my example there. And then last but not least, uh, and I don't see who this one is from, but it says Why is Three Bowboards already getting backlash? Is it because it was declared the front runner? Call Me by Your Name also does already get think pieces. Uh, yeah. So we were desperate for a front runner. We kind of anointed one when that uh, audience awarded Toronto happened, and Three Billboards enjoyed, you know, the nice life of being the front runner for a little while. Um, of course, then people start to see it in the theaters, and what happens when you're an early front runner? Uh, you can't meet people's expectations. Uh, it's been built up way too much on the festival circuit. So. That is the problem that has happened with uh, Three Billboards. It is kind of also the same thing that is happening to Call Me By Your Name in a sort of way, uh, simply because I'm a living example of that. I saw the film at NYFF. I thought it was great, but I didn't really think it was life-changing or the greatest thing i would ever seen. And people can tell me I'm crazy all they want. People can tell me that, you know, oh, you know, it's you know just you wouldn't understand you know because it's not a movie that's made for me all right sure whatever but I mean I'm I'm also judging it based on other factors as well and if you want to hear my full thoughts on that you can listen to my podcast review that I did of the film with Will Mavity for more uh this one comes from TikTok animation I have the perfect question and it's a gif of Tommy Wiseau saying anyway how's your sex life (laughs) that's beautiful uh, that's great. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, do you think there'll be a bias against Timothy Chalamet's age for the Oscars? Not a lot of lead actors nominated that age. This is from Ben Kelly, 66. Um, nomination, yes. When, no. Eddie Lopez. If you could give any award in any category to a 2017 film that you know is going to be completely overlooked, which film and what award would it be? Ooh, A ghost story. Best original screenplay. Easy. Ah, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. What else we got here? Which percent of the overall Academy membership do all the early Critic Association Spirit Awards-like organizations represent? Jesus. Could one aggregate all the results and figure out a percent of potential Oscar votes already accounted for, thereby enhancing one's chances of correct guesses? Yeah, I'm sure somebody could do that. Somebody get on that right away. Uh, This one comes from Kevin Claywitter on Twitter. Now that we've seen a preview of how critics view the contending movies, what movies do you think will be better received by the industry? Um, I expect Dunkirk to be very well received by the industry because of the technical achievement that it is. I know the tech branches are going to go pretty hard for that one. Uh, Shape of Water, I expect, will do very, very well. I still think Three Billboards is going to show up in SAG Ensemble. And as a result, I think that that will, um, you know, do pretty well for itself uh, there. Uh, I think Lady Bird's going to do very, very well. Call Me By Your Name will do very well. Um, Both for the same reasons, you know, strong with actors, strong with the writer's branch. Uh, What else we got there? Darkest Hour, I don't expect it to any, you know, to be a nomination leader, I don't think it's showing up in picture anymore I don't I'm about to drop uh, Drew Wright from my director lineup now Uh, probably going to put Jordan Peele in there for get out at this point Uh, but I do expect it to still show up in some of the text I expect to show up in makeup cinematography production design things like that Uh, let's see uh as i'm going through my twitter feed i see a lot of people saying that they would volunteer as tribute uh like in the hunger games if i needed a guest so that's pretty funny um i wish i had seen these sooner uh okay among the three groups the national board of review of the new york film critics circle and the los angeles film critics association which do you think has the best selection of awards winners and why this is from the cinephile Lightbox. um oh boy new york why do I say New York? Uh, because they picked Lady Bird. I love Lady Bird. Uh, because Tiffany Haddish is an inspired choice. And because, quite honestly, I didn't really disagree with any of their selections whatsoever. Um, I thought that anything that I initially did, like a double take on, like Mud Bay, like Mudbound winning cinematography, I see why they did it. And I, I think it's admirable and I stand by it. So I'm really, really uh, proud of them. And it's also not just because I'm from New York. Uh, This one's from Dempsey pilot. It seems like Defoe is the clear front runner for best supporting actor this season. Besides Rockwell, anyone else you think that could emerge as competition? Yeah. Army hammer. If army hammer wins the golden globe, um, and call me by your name starts to really rally some huge support. Um, I think army hammer could stand a chance to possibly upset their best supporting actor. Um, he's definitely the right type of uh hollywood persona that you know everybody's really really gaga for the men like him the women like him and you know he's been somebody who had a little bit of a rough time uh where the hollywood studio system really tried to make him like a leading man in their you know big blockbuster films that didn't really work out and since then now he's been trying to like you know uh reimagine himself and you know really take on some daring projects, work with some exciting talents. And I think it's really, really paying off for them in the long run here. So they might want to reward that. Uh, same, uh, same one, Dempsey Pilot. Best actress and actor seem to be anyone's game. Care to comment on who might emerge with the gold at the Oscars? Yeah, Gary Oldman and uh, shit, I don't know. Throw a dart for best actress at this point. Jesus, um, I'm still picking Margot Robbie though uh i'm just going with the ingenue factor right now um you know and someone will probably say to me well saoirse ronan the ingenue factor you know uh, and i'm and i don't know i just hmm i Sir saoirse ronan i feel like has another role in her that'll get her there one day i don't know if this is it uh this one's from richard Hulahan. Who's an Oscar one-hit wonder that you would like to see get their second nomination one day? Someone who has won for their first and only Oscar nomination. Example, Timothy Hutton, Adrian Brody, Mira Savino, Jennifer Connolly. Oh, that's a really good one. Um I would like to see. Hmm. That's really good. God, I was about to say Heath Ledger, and I realized how fucked up that is. Um Let's see. Well, can't say Casey Affleck. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, Okay. Hmm. Well, Natalie Portman came back with Jackie last year. Uh, Jeff Bridges came back with Hell or High Water. Uh, Jeremy Renner came back with The Town. Hugh Jackman, Les Miserables. Oh wait a minute, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. I say Hugh Jackman. Let's get him a nomination for Logan, shall we? <laughs> let's not give up on this. Let's let's try to push that one. Um. Uh. Other than that, I mean, I don't know. It's a it's tough. I I like to see Brie Larson come back for something. Uh, you know, but she's gonna be in Captain Marvel, so I highly doubt that they're gonna go for that. So I'm still waiting for Joel Eggert tend to get an Academy Award nomination. Uh, Tom Hardy, too. Let's get Tom Hardy a win. Let's make that happen at some point. Uh, What is the worst movie that you think could get an Oscar nomination this year? Ooh. Worst. Oh, my. Well, uh, let me put it to this way. I don't think I have any films that I gave, like, a six to uh, that are getting a Best uh, best Picture nomination. I think the lowest grade I have is a, a seven right now um so no i'm just gonna go with no for that one i don't think there's anything that i would say is terrible that could get in there i think all of the films had a chance to get in a great objectively speaking uh and if you disagree with that you think something is truly awful then i mean you know hey that's your opinion man uh okay man dempsey pilot he's still coming at me with like all these questions here Get Out and Jordan Peele both look like they're here to stay for award season. Yes. Do you think Get Out is good enough to get a Best Original Screenplay nom at the Oscars? Yes. Do you think Jordan Peele will get a Best Director nom at the Oscars? Yes, I do now. Uh, what has surprised you the most this award season? Uh, get Out. Is there a movie that hasn't come out yet that you consider to be Oscar bait, but you think won't get nominated for any awards? Uh... No. I think The Post is going to get nominations. I think Itanio is going to get nominations. I think Star Wars is going to get nominations. Molly's game will probably show up in Best Adapted Screenplay. Phantom Thread is definitely showing up somewhere. Oh, you know what? Hostiles. Hostiles could go home empty-handed with no no nominations. Danny M. at Cinema Paradox. Uh, is Oldman no longer our presumed frontrunner? No, he still is. You need to calm down. I know critics groups are not reflective of the industry, but still. No, no, still nothing. You need to calm down. Franco and Chalamet are hot right now. No, Yes, yes, but they're going to cool down. Believe me. Phantom Thread also doing well? Is best actor more contested than we thought? No, I'll tell you why. Oldman is going to win BAFTA. He's going to win SAG. Like I I will I I will pfft, I don't know. If I had a house I'd put a more I put up a put it up for more remortgage. Uh, you know, um, that's how confident I am in those two awards going to Gary Ullman. Golden Globe? Not so much, but BAFTA and SAG, absolutely. And that's all that he'll need to take it all the way to the podium at that point. Dempsey Pilot. My god, he's back. You guys hiring? No. No. Ryan McQuaid. I sent like three questions on the forum, but I'll give you one here. <laughs> what are five films you would say that made you fall in love with film? Uh, made you want to be a writer? What is the one film that you wish never won best picture? And what would you replace it with? Uh, well, never won best picture *The King's speech Replace it with the social network. That was easy. Uh, five films you would say made you fall in love with film. Uh, there's only three fellowship in a ring, two towers, return of the King. Those films really impacted me the same way that I know Star Wars impacted a whole generation. That's just the way it works, people. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else we got? Clint Turkey, Ington. I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. Uh, what's one best picture nominee curveball you would throw into the awards conversation that no one is talking about? Uh, Hmm, that no one is talking about. Hmm. Andy Circus for Best Actor for War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh that would be that would be a curveball. Um that would be awesome. And then I would just love to see the meltdown. And of course I'd love to see everybody write it off. Like, imagine if he gets in at SAG, and then everybody's just like, guys, guys, guys. Just because he gets in its sag, he didn't get in anywhere else. You know, and Just I would love to see the reactions of everybody just freaking out over that. That'd be so awesome. Okay, so that'll do it over here for fan questions right now. Uh, Let's give my voice a break again. Let's check out the uh, trailer for uh, a little film that dropped this week. Uh, It's directed by the Russo brothers. Um, It's got like decent, you know, just some guys in it. Um, You know, no big deal. Robert Downey Jr., Benedict Cumberbatch, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans. All the Chris's Chris Pratt. It's the Avengers Infinity War trailer. Let's check- let's check it out. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people. To see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles. That they never could. all defenses and get this man a shield. Fun isn't something one considers when balancing the universe. But this <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Oh, my God. Now, I'm not a comic book geek, so I can't really go into, like, frame by frame, like, what's going on here, but suffice to say, I know that they've been building up for this to be, like, a definitive end to this uh, saga of the Avengers, you know, with um, Iron Man, Captain America, the Hulk, and with Thor, and everybody else has kind of, like, come into it, like, the Ant- like Ant-Man, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and so on and so forth, but... Oh, man, I'm starting to wonder, like, here's my here's my big prediction, okay? My big prediction for Inven- Avengers Infinity War is because Captain America Civil War ended up with uh, Tony and Cap, uh, I guess, being okay with each other, but not really okay with one another. I think that conflict is still unresolved, and something tells me that they are going to kill off both of them, and they're going to kill both of them off in a way... That uh, will be sad because I think they're gonna like do something where uh, they both have to like, you know, like try to help each other or they do something together to save the earth or, you know, just something where in their final moments, they've reconciled with one another, but it also means their death. you know what I mean Like that that would be, oh, that would just break so many hearts and that would just be so poetic. And I, and I do believe that they're the two that are probably going to go uh, in the end. Uh, it, definitely Tony. Uh, I can't see Robert Downey Jr. playing this role anymore. So uh, Josh Brolin uh, as the big bad in this movie. I can't remember what the hell his name is. Danos, da- Danos. So, oh, geez, I had a moment of uh, lapse there. Yeah, uh, he looks better than Steppenwolf. I'll, I'll give it that. But it's still a little clunky to me having an all CGI villain like that. Hopefully it works a little bit better in the final product. I'm really really excited to see more of Black Panther. I can't wait for that movie in February, and uh, some of the stuff they got going on there, like in the African jungles, where they're like running through the forest and they're out in the open field. Uh, you know, a a Dothraki horde net on an open field. That's a Game of Thrones reference right there. Um, that that stuff is pretty awesome. That stuff is uh, that stuff looks great. So I'm really really excited to see um, how they're able to balance. All these characters, I I feel like the film has to be something like two hours and forty-five minutes because there's no other way that they can possibly give every character their due and their moment to shine, unless if it's like that kind of a length. So uh, we'll see what Kevin Feige, Russo brothers, and everybody else has up their sleeves for this one. It's going to definitely be a monumental uh, cinematic movie event and one that I personally cannot wait to see. So get on the hype train. I'm pretty excited. All right, we're going to finally uh, finish things off here uh, with our polls. Let's talk about some results from last week. So last week, uh, the poll question was, who is your favorite silent film character? And there were a lot of choices uh, to choose from. You know, we had Ada McGrath from The Piano, Chi from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Dopey Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Dumbo and Dumbo, Dwayne from Little Miss Sunshine, Edward Scissorhands and Edward Scissorhands. Gromit, The Curse of the Weir Rabbit, Haiti uh, from Sweet and Lowdown, Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th, Josh Singer, John Singer from The Heart Is a Lonely Hunter, Snoopy from the Peanuts Movie, Maggie Simpson from the Simpsons Movie, Melinda from Speak, Michael Myers in Halloween, Mitch in Waiting, Mr. Bean and Bean, The Renter and Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, Sarah and Norman, Children of a Lesser God, Silent Bob and Clerks. The Finn Man, Charlie's Angels, Tinkerbell, Peter Pan, Wally and Wally. And of course, if that wasn't enough, there was a write in option. Oh, man. So, uh, the amount of votes that we got for this one, uh, leading the way with 17.86% of the vote. The winner is. Voted on by you, the dear readers and followers of NextBestPicture.com. I thank you guys so much every week for voting on these. Ada McGrath and The Piano, everybody. And then in second place, with 10.71%, Silent Bob and Clerks. Not too shabby, everybody. Not too shabby. There was a tie for third place for uh, Gromit, uh, The Curse of the Weird Rabbit, and Michael Myers in Halloween. Uh, poor Jason Voorhees did not stand a chance against Michael Myers, actually. Uh, he only got one vote. So, uh, that's pretty That's pretty interesting. Uh, write-in options were for No Face and Spirited Away. I like that one. The Tramp in several Charlie Chaplin movies. Oh, man. Oh, oh, why did I not? Oh, oh, man. Oh. God, I'm like I'm like really uh, like offended at myself right now for leaving that off. Oh, man. Damn me. And then Harvey was another write-in option. Oh, man, I'm just like really upset that I did not think of the Tramp as a selection there. That should have won. Anyways, thank you everyone that voted on last week's poll Uh, This week's poll is currently up at the moment. It is centered around I, Tanya. And this week we are asking everybody, um, which is your favorite film that centers around a controversial figure? Uh, The choices that we have provided are The Aviator, Behind a Kendalabra, Black Mass, Bugsy, Carlos, Catch Me If You Can, Downfall, Ed Wood, The Fifth Estate, Hoffa, The Iron Lady, J. Edgar, Kinsey, the last king of scotland malcolm x nixon Patton, the people versus larry flint quills raging bull Sid and nancy the social network steve jobs w and the wolf of wall street there is an other option as well for a write-in uh, be sure to check out the polls on nextbestpicture.com leave a vote let us know which biopic featuring a controversial figure is your favorite and i don't know um this is pretty this is a pretty extensive list here for me um i i mean it's between raging bull and the social network i suppose for me i I love the social network though so i'd probably pick that even though i don't think that mark zuckerberg is the most controversial figure in the world but i guess to some people he is so yeah you know what i'll probably pick that if anything Uh, and then i just want to leave us off here by talking about what we have coming up this week so uh it is currently right now december 3rd Uh, los Mm -hmm. angeles film critics awards uh, were announced obviously today uh the annie award nominations are going to be this week so will be the critics choice nominations washington dc critics nominations are also going to be announced this week uh, afi awards to watch dc film critics alliance of women film journalist awards european film awards and i believe that will be it for this week um next sunday british independent film awards boston society of film critics and the new york film critics online awards as well uh, we will try to record after those have announced it so this way we have a chance to talk more about what's growing as far as that general consensus is concerned and then hopefully we have some, you know, some things cleared up for us. I mean, I'd love to start to see a front runner start to emerge best actress so that I could stop obsessing over that category. I'm sticking with Margot Robbie for now until somebody tells me otherwise. Um, I don't know. Like maybe I should just move over to Merrill and you know, go back to picking the post again and best picture at this point and have that be the only two that the film ends up winning? I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to be seeing the post soon. I, I'm seeing that film um, not next week, the week after. So I should hopefully have uh, a little bit of a better idea at that point. Same thing with Phantom Thread. I'm seeing that very, very soon. Um, and I'll just about do it here. I mean, by God, I can't believe that you know I've gone on this long already all by myself. I hope you guys are not too bored listening to my voice over here. Uh, but it is actually kind of ironic in a sort of uh, way, because we got a review this week for uh, the Next Best Picture podcast on iTunes, and I really, really, really wanted to read it to you guys, um, seeing, it, seeing as how like this is probably uh, the best opportunity to do so. Let me just pull it up right here for a second. Uh, reviews, okay. I always love it when you guys leave us something. And to further prove this, this is a four-star review, so they, they did not leave us five stars. And I always say that it's unacceptable. But here's what this person, Scuba Steve, 1219, had to say. Neglia's way of speaking. Is it an accent thing or an impediment? Saying another instead of another and so on and so on. It really takes me out of the experience. Other than that, it's an above-average movie review podcast. Above-average movie review podcast, you say, Scuba Steve 1219. Well, you know what? You gave me four stars. You say that I'm above-average. I'd like to uh, work my way to hopefully uh, getting you up to that five-star rating, and hopefully then you can give me another review on iTunes at that point. Speaking of which, that's going to conclude episode 67 of the next best picture podcast we made it we made it to the finish line everybody i want to thank you so much for sticking it out with me all the way to the end here thank you so much for always listening and your support over at nextbestpicture.com buy a t-shirt in the store vote on the polls leave us a review on itunes show us some love do whatever you can i would really 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 appreciate it from the bottom of my heart thank you so so much you can subscribe to us on itunes soundcloud google play stitcher tune player fm and on castbox Be sure to leave us that review on iTunes one more time. Yes, I will say it once again for everyone that's listening out there. Thank you once again so, so much, everybody. Ah, I did it. I will see you all next time.